This is 633 Wake Up and our season of Because I Said So. Glad you're here and Sharon and I are here too. And yep, still Romans. Here we go. And Sharon? Okay, so we have been investigating the Book of Romans and we're nearing the end. Um, Every week seems to give us really good nuggets of of wisdom and and believe it or yeah and believe it or not listeners sometimes we when we say goodbye to you we're like wow i didn't expect it to go that way right we don't rehearse these podcasts we just off the cuff we we Um, might look up a word or two in the dictionary as you've experienced um but really other than we we Try to plan the title mm-hmm. or the, and the little tagline in each episode. That's it. That's pretty much it. And that's the hardest part for us, agreeing on that. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't, we don't agree, but, you know, we, have, we come from different points of view. Yes. Like different, and different um, versions. Different versions, exactly. So um, what you're getting with this podcast and what you've, you've been getting since we started Because I Said So is a a glimpse, um, an invitation to join us in something that Kimberly and I have loved to do for many, many years, and that is get together uh, with a couple different versions of the Bible. We used to have, I think, 11 or something like that. Yes. Um, And look stuff up and talk about it and pick it apart and let the Holy Spirit teach us. And so that's what we've been doing, and we've been looking in the Book of Romans. So today we are looking at verse 17, 18, and 19 of Romans 12. So I use the New King James Version, um, and it says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now the message is different. It's very different in these verses. Um, your version is scary. I think it, it's quite, um, yeah, scary. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. yeah. Talking about vengeance and and avenging. Wrath. And wrath. Yeah, it makes it sound heavy. Um, the yeah. message version takes a more positive spin. We should have looked up the word wrath. Because I don't oh, know yeah. why that that's a scary word to me. So as I'm reading, Sharon, you look up the I'll word look wrath. It up while you're talking about the message version. Right. And it says, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. I think even the tone in Sharon's voice when she read about wrath (laughs) and the tone when I read these words, for me, even suggests the... A, 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 a big difference 
in the tone of the scripture. It does. You know, like as if it, you know, if you can get along with everybody, do that. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. Like I picture this nice, loving father that's saying, you know, Kimberly, don't worry about it. You don't need to get even. You just look for the good in them. I've got this, baby. I got this for you. But my father God doesn't use that tone. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the difference in how we read it, right? You know, you've always been that I call him daddy kind of thing. Yeah. And I've never been able to do that. For me, he is an authority figure, right? Mm-hmm. So it's maybe has to do with uh we talked about this bef- in our last episode, I think, or the one before, about the idea of God as father. Yes. Right. And the idea of you're free when you're three. True. And most of the visions, listeners, that I experience in the heavenly realm when I have experiences that I've got to, I don't know, whether in, Paul says, I don't know whether I was in body or in spirit when he had his visions. And that's how I feel sometimes when I've had visions where I've danced before the Father, where I got to catch butterflies, uh, where I got to swim in a pool, where I got to sit on his knee, where I got to travel down the hallways and find my my room with my name on. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in those visions, I am about the age of three yeah. in those visions. And he is definitely my daddy God. My papa. And that's not been my experience. Yeah. So you want me to look up wrath? I do. It I doesn't think. sound good. I don't know if I <clears throat> want to hear it. It says wrath. A strong, vengeful anger or indignation. That's the first meaning. The second... Re- this is a hard word to say. Retributory, so retribution. Sure, that's a good word. Yeah. Um, Punishment for an offense or a crime. The third is divine chastisement. Do you think, like that sounds pretty mean. Well, it sounds, yeah. Powerful. The almighty. The almighty God, God of the universe, creator of all, has his ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we could talk about the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And God didn't change. I was just going to say that. How he sees people changed. Only because. Of the blood of Jesus. Those who are covered in the blood of Jesus. Right. And do you think. Get this, the benefit of that. Do you think you're reading your portion of scripture and maybe you'll do it again or at least that part. Mm-hmm. Because I think the first part of your verses, he's talking to believers. I believe so. And that last part where he's going to pour out wrath, do you think that's on believers? Could be. But I don't know. how. I, I never try. I try never to um, assume God is talking about one thing or another. Like, I mean, it could be. Depends what the believer, what situation who knows? I don't want to be that believer. That's right. all I need to know. Right. Right? <clears throat> but it starts, verse 17 starts with, repay no one evil for evil. 
So as believers, we are not to be doing evil things. Right. Mine says don't hit back. Right. So if we follow the way of Jesus and we practice love, right, and, and, and we don't avenge ourselves, then we should not be in a position that we're facing God's wrath and vengeance. True. Right? So if you're a believer that's doing what you're supposed to do, don't worry about that part. That's reserved for those who are evil. Right? And I mean, let's just talk about for a sec that word evil. That trips a lot of people up. Evil does. doesn't mean your eyes glow and you got fangs and horns. <laughs> okay? <laughs> evil just means not godly. Which means what? Which means you are not... That's a good question. Because I want to say you're not saved. You're not born from above. But at the same time, I think that even believers can do evil things. I was going to say, you know, I'm a believer, but I'm far from perfect. Yeah. And in my beginning days of believing, I was even less good than I am now. Um, and, you know, there is so many things that we're not, we're just not perfect. And, you know, I, like I said before in our last episode, I think it was that, or the one before that he looks through the blood. He sees me as innocent. He sees me as that beautiful child, but you know, and that actually brings up a point that I want, I, I regret not making when I talked a few episodes ago about um, the kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness. And that's a question. So here's a question. What is evil? Mm-hmm. And what is godly? What is righteousness? Do you want me to answer those questions? Well, maybe those are some serious questions that some of our listeners like, hey, yeah, I, I hear that often. What mm-hmm. is godly? How do I be godly? How do I, you know, how am I righteous? We hear in a negative connotation often about being self-righteous. Right. So compare self-righteousness, teacher, Sharon, <laughs> to Christ's righteous. Um. Well, when you look at the root of righteous, right, it's right. And so the way I see it is being right with God. Okay? So the only way that we can be right with God, because we're sinful creatures, even though we're saved, we still have this human body. um, Flesh that we have to beat into submission. Sure. You beat yours. I'll just pray. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I think the only way that we can be right with God is to stay under that blood covering, under the grace. And um, the difference between that and self-righteousness is we know that it's, it's not our doing that keeps us right with God. So it creates humbleness, right? It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And staying um, in, in, in alignment with Jesus, with God. Self-righteousness means it's about you. 
right? It's very fleshly. So that's the difference for me. I think evil is things that God would not approve of. Godly is things God tells us we should do in ways we should behave that line up with the word of God. Yep, those are simple definitions. So when we talk about righteousness, I mean, this is something that took me a long, long time to get. A long time to get because I was very hard on myself. You know, most of long us are. after I, yeah, I think so. And especially women, I think are much harder on themselves, but I could be wrong. I'm a woman, so I only see it from my point of view, but I just thought of your ankles. Oh, <laughs> everybody's like, what? Darn it, Kim. Now you're making me tell that story. Well, I mean, you brought it up. I did. You said you were very hard on yourself and most women are actually. And so we we want our listeners to know the depth do we not yes. of how god transforms us and works with us as individuals to expose the lie and bring us into righteousness your ankles are a good story don't you want to hear it everybody out there shout yay sharon we want to hear your ankle story come on i can hear you yelling in your car this, people, is why it's dangerous to partner up with someone who's known you so well for so long. <laughs> um, I have struggled most of my adult life with a weight problem, which has caused me a lot of body image issues. And um, God was teaching me to love myself more. And... Uh, at one point, he very clearly um, asked me to stand in front of a full-length mirror after I got out of the shower. So here I am, in the middle of the room, standing in front of this full-length mirror, naked as a jaybird. I don't know why they say that, but anyway, naked. And he wanted me to find one thing, just one thing about what I saw in the mirror that I liked. And um, I tried to just brush it off. Uh, he would not leave me alone about it. You know, I really felt convicted that this is what he wanted me to do. And so I felt foolish. I felt vulnerable and exposed, um, and I felt ashamed and embarrassed. But I looked in the mirror, and I started with my hair. And I worked my way all the way to my toes, really seriously looking at each part of my body to find one thing that I could say, I really like whatever about my body. And... This is hard, but I couldn't find one thing. And I started to cry, and I said to God, I can't find anything. And he told me to look again and find one thing. And so in the end, I decided that I could live with my ankles. <laughs> I couldn't even say, I like my ankles, but I said, 
I can live with my ankles. They're okay. I can handle my ankles. But that was transforming for me. That I felt so terrible about myself. That I couldn't find one thing. That I could say I really liked. And that led me on a path with God to being far more self-accepting. And a funny thing happens when you start to accept yourself the way you are. Other people start to accept you more too. And um, so, yeah, that's my journey about my ankles. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. (laughs) But seriously... I feel God wants to speak to through me right now to you. To you who are listening with tears streaming down your face. Because you really connect with that story. And you feel that pain that Sharon was talking about. That there's not much about yourself that you like that you love or that you even want to live with or look at (laughs) or to look at but God wants you to know Samantha that you are his creation you are his beloved you are his daughter He wants you to know you the way he does. It's beautiful. So now I want to take this in the direction of, it says here, In my version, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. You know, if we are in a place, especially as women, where we look at ourselves through that lens of the world that says that we should measure up to something that's on the front page of some fashion magazine God does not want you to to be there God does not want you to do that I want you to focus on we've talked about it God of the universe how many creatures has God designed from the tiny tiny microscopic germ bug critter fly to the hippopotamuses and the elephants and you know there had to have been dinosaurs yeah you know and everything in between when i'm out on my walk some of the things that i really pay attention to is the many shades of green no, isn't it amazing? The many varieties of the plants on the side of the road that I walk, because I walk in the country. And it's like, 
God is just absolutely amazing. And I want you to think about that. In this portion of scripture, it says, don't hit back. Discover the beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. My place is often that very thing. Our purpose as believers, our purpose as Christians is just that. Don't act like the world. Don't hit back. Look for that beauty in everyone. Look for those ankles. Mm -hmm. And if you've got it in you, get along with everybody. You don't know when someone is coming against you, whether it be in words or they're pushy or they're fighting for, you know, the higher rung on the ladder than you, like whatever it is, when someone is coming against you, I challenge you to let go and let God. And what we said last week about walk the walk, whose shoes are you wearing? Step into Jesus's shoes and be that person that sees the ankles, that loves beyond, that gives back, that turns the other cheek. Don't try and get justice for yourself. Don't try to defend. Don't try to attack. So Sharon, what do you, I can't let, I can't let go of this right now, that God just wants us to search for gold, to look at the beauty within ourselves, within the people that we meet, within the person who stole our parking spot, with um, the boss who didn't give us the raise, the over and over and over, I just am overwhelmed right now how much God wants us to not be that wrath, but to be his love. I think the scripture here, um, possibly, I feel, in the New King James Version, even more so than the message right now, is really pointing out to us that it is only God's place to avenge anyone who does, who has something done to them that's not good for them, right? So, I mean, it's not even, yeah, like we have to let go of that. And a while ago we talked about, you had said, Sharon, if you were dead on the floor, and I kicked you, or I said mean things to you, or I stuck you with a pen, or whatever you said, right? That wouldn't affect you. Because we are to die to ourselves. And I mean, that's something most of us have read in the Word. That's something that we've heard, right? Um, but we don't really know how to put that into action every day. Because we live in this body. We live in this world. And our flesh 
can be very, very strong. I'll never forget the day God told me that the reason I can't get over that is because my flesh is strong. And I said, but what do I do about that? Why is my flesh strong? You know, I'm trying, Lord. And he said to me, because you feed it all the time. And we're not talking food. We're not talking food. I give in to those fleshly desires, those ego things, right? What about me's, right? Um, do it my way, not his way. I give in to those. That feeds the flesh, makes it strong. And he said, the only way that you can do it is to starve it. Start to deny what you feel is your right and set it aside, right? It's hard. It's a hard bit of work to do. And you're going to come against it time and time and time and time and time again till the day you leave this earth. Because your flesh is always going to want to rise up. It's a constant battle against your flesh. We've all experienced that, whether you're sure we have. dieting or exercising or trying to quit something, trying to start something, you know, habits, whether we are making them or breaking them. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody hurts you or says something mean to you, or you hear that someone you care about has spread gossip about you or said something nasty about you, you know, if someone... um steals from you or puts you out of your home puts you out of your home like you experienced you know like there are a million things that come against us every day that can hurt us that can make us feel bad right some of those things are traumatic you know it's not just somebody said something bad one time it's a parent who told you you were stupid your whole life right? Or hurt you physically or sexually, right? Those things impact us and they cause our flesh to rise up and want to defend ourselves. When, mm. when, when the word avenge is used in this, we, we talked a little bit about avenge before we came online. And someone who avenges, right, makes right what was wronged to you. And that's what we're told not to do. And it's not easy. But it's an act of obedience. It's taking those thoughts that we have about it, captive, say, whoa, wait, it's not my job. God says God will do that. I have to trust that he will. Right? Not just that he will avenge that person, that person, something bad will happen to that person. That's not what Jesus would have thought. No. He would have thought God will get a hold of that person. And change their heart. And change their heart. And that's what I believe this is talking about. Maybe, maybe it's, for me, like you said, you know, how I see him as daddy and all that kind of thing. But when, when I look at my verse 19, and it says, don't insist on getting even, that's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. And it comes back to, how do we let that go? Right? Like you said, you know, we're, we're going to be hurt. People are going to talk about us. 
you know, I can rem- remember like God says, like, you know, you're not dealing with rejection all your life by coincidence, but because where I'm taking you and where you're going, you're going to experience more rejection. You have to um, let go of it, right? So, and I've said before, uh, you know, my Achilles heel is rejection. Mm. And so offense comes into that, the, the need or the want to hit back, to uh, take control, to Repay get even, you know, yeah. wit, or, or even maybe I don't want to do any of those things. But maybe on the inside of me, I'm hoping karma is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 But all of those, like we talked about, you know, is your heart a hypocrite? Because if I'm wishing karma, then that is being a hypocrite for what I know my God to be. Right. My God made a way through Jesus that that prayer, that way that God will take care of it, I choose to believe that his heart is that he desires that none shall perish, but that all will have eternal life. And he wants that heart change. So we've titled this, How to, Whose Job is Justice? Mm -hmm. Clearly it's the Lord's, right? It's God's job. But as human beings, we're often like those spoiled children at the checkout line when they see the chocolate bars and the candy as mums and dads are putting the groceries up on their cart. And I want that. I want those Smarties. I want those Smarties. And you know, it's supper time. It's not good for you. You know the bigger picture about the sugar and the time of day and what's going to do to your child, blah, blah, blah. Right? You know the bigger picture. But that child says what? It's not fair. It's not fair. And they want, and sometimes they do hit back. Sometimes they yell and scream and have a temper tantrum and all of that stuff. And many times, you know, as parents, we give in and buy the candy because Mm -hmm. we're embarrassed, because it's expected of us. You know, there's all these pressures of the world like parents experience in the grocery store. And when we're dealing with feeding our flesh or not feeding our flesh, of acting this way, like it talks about, don't hit back. Look for the beauty. Don't take control. Get along with everybody. Keep the peace, yours says. Um, we have to remember that God's the parent. God's the God, right? Mm-hmm. So can we let go and let God? I think that's based on your picture of God your trust, your faith, your experience? Do you think those things come into play? I think they do. Um, as far as... Because I said so? Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, because it's, it's our choice, right? We have to make a choice as to whether or not we are going to allow God to take that place, right? 
how much are we going to submit ourselves to God? And that does tie into how close we are to God, what our experience has been before, uh, where we are on our walk. But I think we're being called to grow into a place. Yes. Where we are willing to put ourselves aside because he said so. And allow him to take care of that. Like in my version, in verse 18, it says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you. Yes. This is something that I want to just little, just take a second on. As much as depends on you. That means you do your utmost to keep the peace. Okay? It says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. So we're called to be peacemakers, right? So as long as you are doing all that you can to live at peace with others, and that means don't, you know, don't give in when someone picks a fight with you, right? When someone hurts you, don't retaliate. Like we're being told, it depends on us to make the choice to do what we can to keep the peace. And then we let God do his part. That's our part. That's our peanut butter sandwich. Right? Is that we have to do everything we can to resist that temptation to fight back, to hit back, to repay evil with evil. Right? Gossip with gossip. Harsh word with harsh word. Yeah. Right? And allow God to do his part. And if we're going to line up, let's just say it right now, if we're going to line ourselves up with what God wants, not only do we have to Turn the other cheek. Mm. Right? But we should probably then pray for that person that did that to us. That's his heart. That's his heart. Yeah. So go to God. Say, God, I'm upset about this. You take it. In the meantime, Lord, bless that person. Right? Or find a way to bless. Mm -hmm. But that's next week's topic. That's next week's topic. So, today, our question was, who's job is justice. I think we've made it very clear and very obvious that it is his job. And one of the things that I I have to point out because of the beginning of this episode and the direction that we were going is, are we judging ourselves by not seeing ourselves as he sees us? It's a possibility. It's that's a, a whole new twist. That's a whole new twist. Are you, you know, we, we're always talking about this flesh inside of us to beat into submission and to put down and to bring into obedience and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But what about that f- part that's in us that is a child of God, that is a daughter of the king, that is who God says we are, Right. You know, are we doing that one injustice? Right. So, I mean, the scripture here in verse uh, 17 says, have regard for good things. Right. And I want to hearken back to my ankle story. If I can't see good in me, How can you see I'm not going to see good in others. Amen, sister. Right? So focus on... Who God says you are. The fact that you are his masterpiece created by his hand. 
And that when he sees you, he's not saying, oh my gosh, look at her. That's right. That's terrible. Let me find one good thing, right? <laughs> you know, he's not doing that. So don't do that to yourself. And, and the more you practice finding the good in you, finding the good in those closest to you, in the situations you're in, you know, you're building your see the good muscles. That's right. And then you're going to start to see the good even in those people who do wrong to you. That's right. And it's so much easier then to let God be the judge, to be the, the vindicator. Yeah. And that, my friends, is how we let go and, and let, let God. God. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.